Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Before, During and After. I'm Josh Miles, and this podcast is run on the side of my company and brand, Goosey Sports. Goosey Sports provides playing kit and leisure wear for all sports. Today, I'm joined by Jack Grant. Mate, thanks for jumping back on. Really appreciate your time. Take two. Oh, good, man. Thanks for having me. No, no, appreciate it. But um, like I said previously, really happy to get you on. Um, you're someone that's taken a bit of a different path to, to the top as a professional in the Super Rugby, um, which is, I guess has allowed you to do a, a fair bit off the field as well. Um, before we talk about your journey, I just want to touch on how do you find the transition from, um, I guess, semi-professional to professional? I've really, really enjoyed the, the transition. I mean, you just get to work on all those things that you didn't get to work on when you're, when you're sort of trying to crack it, um, going from working all day. And then going to training, it, it takes it out of you. So to be able to put all my time and effort into just playing footies, yeah, it's been it's been unreal. Yeah. So I guess you've gone from east at the shoot shield, was that a Tuesday, Thursday, play on a Saturday yeah. to, to now? Yeah, so um, we train sort of Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, but now, yeah, it's pretty much pretty much all the time. Even when you're not at training, you're thinking about footy and working on different little things. But yeah, so it's pretty full on, but I've really loved it. Yeah, exactly, mate. So I'm obviously with your dad being a, a wallaby. I'm assuming you started uh, the rugby journey pretty young, um, based out here in Orange. How old were you when you started playing? Oh, I'd say I would have been about seven, I think. Um, dad got, probably got me into it as soon as he could. Um, he was my coach for till I was up until up until I was about eighteen. So he had a fair bit to do with my footy. Yeah, exactly. So you played all your juniors through Orange City. Yeah, so I played on my juniors at Orange City. And then once I hit high school, I went to Stanny's, which was a rugby school. And yeah, obviously played there. Dad still helped out with a bit of coaching there. But that was mostly uh, teachers that, that, that coached us. Uh, I also played a little bit of rugby league while I was at school for Orange Sims as well. So we play a union Sunday, league on the Sunday. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to play as much footy as I could when I was a young yeah. fella. Yeah, exactly. While the body allows you. Who was who was coaching <laughs> you at Stanny's? Was it was it uh, Dean Oxley? Yeah, I had him in my last year. He was my coach from when I was in year 12. Good coach? Yeah. Yeah. Great coach. Good guy. Yeah, good bloke. I he never he didn't pick me for Central West. Uh, he's, he's, I, oh, really? Is <laughs> he still, nah, nah, still he, coaching? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he's still coaching. They've won it um they won it this year. So the Central West coach? Yeah, Central West coach. I think yeah, he might okay. even be doing New South Wales country this year. Well, if it goes yeah, ahead. Right. But yeah, no, nah, yeah. he's he's a real good bloke, good coach as well. Yeah, he's. I think they well they won it this year. They beat Central North in the final, and I think they beat Illawarra the year before that. So, no, nah, he's yeah, doing right. well. They got they got a good core of boys there. Eh? Um, so I guess yeah, going yeah, from Stanies to Sydney and stuff. Did you play much age grade academy stuff or no? Not really. Uh, like I never really played any ref rugby when I was at school or anything. Um, and then yeah, as, as you just said, uh, once I finished up at Stanies, moved up to Sydney, um, played for and playing for Eastern Suburbs, which is sort of based around Bondi. Um, we yeah didn't really have any plans to come up to play to play footy. Uh, me and a good friend of mine sort of finished up school and didn't really know what we wanted to do. We thought about going overseas and doing the traveling. And we also got into uni out at Bathurst. So we thought, oh, we might go have a year in Sydney, play a bit of footy and then come back a year after. And then once we got down here, we sort of just never looked back and been here for close to 10 years, I think. Yeah, right. So the, the original plan was just have a year down there and then do uni. 
Did he do uni yeah, down there, or, or did he just get it stuck into yeah. a trade? Yeah, so eventually in my second year in Sydney, I studied interior design. And then once I finished that, I um, I ended up doing a trade as well. So, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. What, uh, what, what did you do as a trade? Carpentry. Yeah, right, yeah. Happy days. So, yeah, yeah. so when, I'm, when I finished, yeah, you go. No, go on. Crack on. No, I, I didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So, so what was the, did anything come of the interior design or did when you just got into the trade that you, you went full Ooh. time? No, the only reason I sort of did the trade was I met up with a few different uh, companies that worked in interior design. And then I met with this one company, Robert Plum, who I ended up doing my apprenticeship with and was a good mate of mine. And, um, and he sort of suggested to, to knock off both um, yeah. some of the stuff that I'd done at uni, sort of um, knocked off a few a bit of the study that I had to do for my apprenticeship as well. So yeah. I, I was able to do my apprenticeship a bit quicker. So so I was like, I may as well, well I got the opportunity. And I wasn't really ready to sort of get stuck into an office job or settle down. And I was, I was pretty keen to be outdoors and, and mucking around. So, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. So obviously then the um, opportunity came to, to go overseas. Uh, you were still working at the time then, I assume. And uh, that was your first offer of a professional contract to head over to Japan. Yeah. So um, how did it all come I about? Think I- I think I just, I'd finished up my apprenticeship. Uh, I remember I'd just finished tape and, and, and all that stuff. And then about two weeks later, I got an offer to go to Japan in, in Osaka and play for NTT Dokomo. Um, and yeah, it sort of just came at the perfect time. I, I, I'd been training really hard and playing heaps of footy while working. And, and yeah, it sort of just came at the right time and I just took the opportunity. Yeah. How many years ago was that now? Uh, it was two years ago now. Yeah, two years ago. Because when you went yeah. over... Oh, maybe it was a year. Yeah. It was when COVID first started. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, we talked yeah. about it when you went over, COVID hit. Well, it would be two years nearly, mate. Like, that's how long yeah, it's been. Yeah. That's how long <laughs> yeah, it's been around now. Like, flies, yeah, yeah. Like, there's been... Crazy. I think there's been two rug, super yeah, rugby close. seasons with, with yeah, COVID. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but yeah, we sort of got halfway through our season over there. Um, and then yeah, COVID broke out, so I had to come home, and I sort of gave myself that year to to get stuck into training. And obviously, I was playing at East at the time, and I, put, I sort of just put everything into footy for that year, and said to myself, if 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 I want to make it happen, I have to give it a, f- a full crack here. And fortunately, it worked out for me, and I got picked up by the Tars at, at the end of last year. Yeah, so that's so you came home um, from Japan, obviously with the COVID season. You played the end yeah. of the of the shoot shield and that's when the tiles yeah, came knocking how did it all yeah. come about like uh oh it, it, it happened all pretty quickly actually they um i got a phone call from one of the coaches and they just basically said they're going to come out and watch a game i think it was against randwick last year um and then yeah i was fortunate enough to play well and not happy and yeah it all, it all happened really quick yeah, I'm assuming that obviously when you, you're playing shoot shield for that long, the goal was always to play super rugby, whether that be for the Tars or somebody else. Um, yeah. Do you think obviously the, the, the shoot shield built you ready for that? Obviously, I know it took you a fair bit of time to get picked up, which is, but at the end of the day, you still got a contract, like a big step up from super rugby, uh, from shoot shield to super rugby or? I think, yeah, I definitely think the shoot shield sort of, put you in the, in the right place to, to, to move forward in footy. Um, 
I mean, it's such a strong competition. Each team, like there's some great players that are getting around the shoot shield and heaps of players that could play further footy um, and probably will. Um, so, yeah, I think it was definitely definitely what what guided me to be able to, I guess, play professional footy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, coming into professional football, you said you obviously found the transition good. You know, it gives you a lot of time to to work on, on those things. What's the environment like at the Waratahs? Like, how do you find all that? Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's a heap of young boys there, so it's, it's actually, it's quite good. They're, they're super ambitious and they train really hard and they just love being there. I mean, they all have a really good perspective of, of what they're doing for a job and, and they're all like, obviously so stoked to be able to do what they love doing as, as a job and be professional athletes at such a young age. Yeah, exactly. Like you've you, you've hit the nail on the head. You have got such a young side, obviously. Um, not a challenging season, but you, you guys have probably learned so much from it. Um, what's what's the vibe now? Obviously, going into the season ahead, new coach coming in, signed a few older heads that are coming back to the Tars. Good vibe all around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we're really lucky. Like even even though the season didn't really go our way, like boys never dropped their head the vibe was always really good at training um so that's what that's probably the best thing about the club is like all the boys have just been stuck solid the whole time and always been really happy to be there and working really hard yeah sound um i guess your debut mate um your debut came what, what round was your debut who was it against it was in round one it was in round against, one yeah against queensland yeah. in brisbane yeah uh, um Remember watching the game came on with about twenty minutes left. How how did do they just name the team on a, on a, like a Thursday or did they give you a nod earlier in the week? How yeah, did... uh, they sort of named the 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 team on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but there, there was actually a fair few of us that were dad booing that weekend, so um, they kind of just told us all together in in the team meeting. Um, but yeah, it was pretty exciting. I had a few mates that were already at the Tars that I played with at East and. They were all super happy for me, so yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I imagine it was obviously a big uh, moment for the family and stuff as well, giving them a call, letting them know that you are making a debut. Um, a few yeah, of them they, he- headed up to to Queensland too. Yeah, they were pretty excited. Um, it was COVID was still floating around, so it's pretty hard to get up there at the time. But I had a few mates and some of my family come up, and they're pretty pumped. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good experience. Yeah, hundred. I remember, yeah, seeing a few photos flying around a few of the boys uh, with yourself after the game, <laughs> making the debut. Uh, quiet yeah, night, yeah. quiet night after it. Yeah, real quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You managed to stay up there for a that couple of be... days, or? Uh, no, so we had the night up there, um, yeah. and we sort of did our team stuff. Went back into the team room, and they do all the awards for. The, de- the debutants and all that sort of stuff. And then I went out and caught up with a few of my mates and yeah, it was good. It was a good yeah, time. Happy days. Any, any traditions or anything for boys making their debuts at the TARS? Like uh, uh, any initiations or? No, n- not sort of initiations. Uh, you sort of just get up and you do a speech. and Yeah. But it, it's, it's pretty cool. Like even throughout the whole year when people debut, everyone gets really excited. Like everyone just knows how special it is to, to debut and everyone just gets really excited for that person. Yeah, hundred percent. I was only asking. I'm pretty sure with the the Wales international team when they make their debut, they get thrown under the bus and they got to learn a <laughs> sing a song on the spot. So I didn't know if anything. Like oh, that really? Happened. Yeah, <laughs> no, so. no, nothing like that. Yeah, nah. I guess um, touching on um, 
uh, off the field a bit then, mate. Like, obviously, you've got a, a good uh, core group of mates there travelled up and watched you. For those that, that don't know, you've got a fair bit going on off the field. Um, you and a mate run a clothing brand. Um, do you want to just touch on that a little bit? Tell us the story, how it all came about. Yeah, so it sort of happened... Oh, well, it started probably five years ago when we were playing at East. My business partner and mate, um, we were there's a group of us at East that used to drive little motorbikes. So we'd have like posty bikes, just mopeds, like or sh- or crap bikes. But we started this little <laughs> gang called North Bondi Motorino Social Club, um, and then everyone sort of just started getting around it. And we made a couple of t-shirts, and people wanted to buy them, so we started selling them, and then probably. In the last two years, we sort of put a bit more time and effort into it. And then now it's a bit of a clothing brand. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, so I've been going five years, but these last two years have, have really grown. Is that simply just putting a bit more time into it or it's just ha- the way it's happening yeah. or branding? It probably or- just ha- yeah, it probably just happened naturally, really. Like we started selling one shirt and then that started selling out. So we made two and then that sold out. And then we were just like, oh, we might have something here and, I always sort of wanted to start a, a clothing brand. I've always, it's something that I always really wanted to do. And then I just, we sort of just saw an opportunity and went with it. And yeah, it's going, it's going well. So the name just simply came from, from the motorbike group? From, yeah, from us just mucking around. Yeah. Dylan Upper actually came up with the name. That's playing at the Doggies. He was at the Chooks at the time. And Clary, my business partner, spent a bit of time at the Roosters. And they were really close mates. And he was in the um, he was in our little motorbike gang and, and yeah, he actually came up with the name. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I actually remember like seeing a photo or something at one of the games where somebody maybe brought a sign or something like that. Yeah, I, I think. I yeah, that. that's when we sort of knew we might have something there. When I think Dylan Napa was at, uh, he was playing for the Chooks, and there was a kid in the grandstand with a North Bondi Motorino sign, and we're just like, how funny is that? Yeah, a bit of free advertising. Yeah, um, they, you've obviously got a few things going on with the brand at the moment. Um, give you a quick drop. You've dropped a podcast yourself as a brand, um, Seaside. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, just that's a new drop of the clothing, which is the layback session. But is that top yeah. part of the the new drop, or uh, this is in the next one? Actually, this is a sample. Oh, um, so yeah, it'll be coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. What? What? So, with the uh, obviously you're working full time with the Tars. What's the? Is it just the two of you still involved, or are you outsourcing a bit now? Like yeah. in, in regards to the business? No, it's sort of well. How we wanted to do it the whole time has just sort of been all in house with us doing everything from the designing, the photography, the website building, and the advertising and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, we get it manufactured from someone else. Um, but yeah, we pretty much do everything. So it's, yeah, it's very hands on. Yeah, exactly. What um, what's the role that you take more in the business? I'm probably more the design sort of side of things, and Clary's, I would say, definitely the, more of the face. Yeah, he's definitely the face, mate. That um, <laughs> yeah. I actually I haven't touched a drop for three months of beer, and I seen yeah. his I seen his video the other day the the beer in the fridge. Yeah, the the cracker. I, I got to Monday, so. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, nah, he, yeah give me a giggle, mate. He's, he's actually he's doing really well with it. It's uh, yeah, no, nah, he's killing it. He does love a beer too. Yeah, I don't know how he held up. But yeah, as, as you said, we sort of we've got the podcast as well. That's that's sort of underneath the business, but it's, it's more sort of his thing. Yeah, and he's yeah. killing it. Loves it. 
Yeah, exactly. He could talk underwater, so you'll have to get him on the show. Yeah, I'll get him on. I'll get him on. You, you and he will be talking for, for hours. Yeah. Well, what, hopefully when uh, when the restrictions, we'll, uh, he's, got, he's got a good little setup in his garage. We'll uh, have a couple of beers yeah. over a podcast. And, yeah, for sure. That'd be great. And, and we go from there. So how's it all fitting in with, with the footy? You, you find a bit of time. Obviously, I, I understand it's a part-time role. What's, what's a day looking like for, for Jack Grant at the moment so, with, it, with it all? At the moment, we, there's a bit going on. Um, we're still able to train, which is good. So we'll head in in the morning and they kind of want us to just get in and get out. We get our training done and we're usually home by one or two in the afternoon. Um, yeah. So then I usually just try and do as much as I can working on the business and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been as much as I'd love to be playing footy at the moment. It's been really good for the, for the business. Yeah, exactly. So with COVID obviously going on, is it, I, like you said, you touched on there, is it, is it much changed in footy? Like, well, yeah, so usually this time of the year we'll just tr- we'll go into training at TARS and then also train at night with our club teams. So yeah. obviously we're not training with our club teams at the moment. Um, so we're just going into to training during the day. We're just going for the mornings pretty much, but we're in a pretty strict bubble as well. So Yeah, yeah. So there's not but I guess I guess everyone everyone's is, in uh, I was gonna say uh, yeah. as of as of now, I think what well, is it today that the five K rule from within your house and yeah. no work. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty pr- pretty strange times, mate. Learn, um, yeah, I guess everyone's doing it a bit tough. Is that going back to the business thing? Has that changed the business model that much, or with everything being online, it's, it's still the same? You're getting a bit more, uh, support, you reckon, yeah. during COVID, or yeah, I think so. Um, it hasn't changed a whole heap. We sort of got a new manufacturer in the last sort of five months, so they've been really good for us. So it's, I guess it's changed a little bit in terms of releasing more often um and having more drops throughout the year but no nah, it's 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 all it's all been online since we started um and i'd say it'll be in the line for until yeah yeah you don't, you don't sell it in a, a, any nah. wholesale to any shops nah not at the moment yeah no nah, sweet um sticking with the business side of things and manufacturers obviously um people that are listening that do enjoy the business side of things um Obviously, I run a run a teamwear brand. You run a clothing brand. How's the um that side of things? Finding a manufacturer, you've been burnt many times. <laughs> yeah, we have actually. Um, oh. oh, we've gone through a few different ones. The ones that we, the one that we've got now is really good. Um, and yeah, we sort of got put onto them through a mate, so we we're pretty lucky there. But yeah, it's a tough process trying to find oh. trying to find a good manufacturer. Like I remember when we first started, we. We sort of put sent in our, our plans and then got back like the complete wrong colored t shirt, different yeah. colored design. We're just like, oh god! I remember um, so doing a drop, go. doing a drop. Had a, all the samples come perfect, fitted nice. Had enough to give out to the boys here and there. You know, they check a photo up. I was like, oh, this is going all right actually. And then it just did a stupidly just done a one big order. Straight off the bat, with the same one that give us a couple of good samples, mate. I reckon oh, I could have sold probably two out of the two hundred t-shirts that came. Yeah, just, yeah, we like, made a few like that. Yeah, it's disappointing, but it's all part of it, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Like it's a trial and error, the business thing. Like I said, I've been really lucky as well. I got put onto a manufacturer that's yeah, definitely yeah. definitely saved us. But uh, yeah, so, for sure. Any it makes any it a lot other when you get it from someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I guess we talked on this previously. What What's your thoughts? Obviously, I'm not saying that um, you're the biggest name in, in world rugby right now, but is there much, obviously a lot of people are getting around 
players building a brand? Like, what's your thoughts on it? Like, you look at rugby league, um, and you've got boys like Caelan Ponga um, doing it. You've got the boys away, KTR, Corey Norman. Um, and rugby union's kind of buying into it as well now with the All Blacks. Like, what's your thoughts on on that, that side yeah, of things? I think the All Blacks are definitely still leading the way in that in that space in rugby. Um, I'm not sure what it's like in the UK and stuff like that, but it's probably can probably get better in, in Australian rugby, I think. Um, but like everything, I think I think we're just a little bit behind in that space. Um, but I think it's I think it's important. I mean, you've only got a short career, so you have to make the most of it. And if that's a way to promote yourself or promote promote yourself brand or or even build for future after footy, then I think it's I think it's super important. Yeah, and like you said, some some careers good can last you know 10, 15 years, but at the same time you could come through and, and get injured within two. So I think you've got to you've got to build that brand as quickly as possible now. Um, yeah, for sure. With, with the football side of things, then any any goals for for you now moving forward? Obviously. Small um, goals and, and big goals differ, but yeah, what you can say and can't say on a podcast, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, my goal was always sort of to play Super Rugby and always wanted to play at the Waratahs. Um, so to be able to achieve that that goal has been awesome. Um, I'll probably sit down at the back end of this year and figure out some some new goals. Um, but yeah, not, not, not really. I don't have any sort of goals. I mean, you always aspire to play your country and that's always going to be a goal I think for anyone that plays rugby um, but yeah I yeah. have to sort of reassess those yeah yeah 100% mate like you said um, we're touching on that then obviously how long have you signed for the TARS what's your contract looking like uh, until the end of next year and, and the next season you've got yeah Jake Gordon and anybody else Henry Robertson he, the, Henry Robertson he's uh, is he the young Sydney. fella coming through yeah, he's. I think he's twenty-one, maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah. So a fair bit of competition coming through. But well, I met him when you boys came up to Orange. Like, what's it like learning from uh, from Gordon? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and that's also such a good part about the transition from going from semi-pro to pro. You get to work with people like that. Like, I go to training every day with one of the best halfbacks in Australia. So yeah, you sort of get to learn a lot from him, um, and he's learned a lot from from other great players as well. So it's sort of just getting passed down and hopefully one day I'll be able to do the same. When I go back to East, I try and do that to to halfbacks that are at East. And yeah, I think it's all the best part about footy. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. Now, all good, mate. Um, yeah, really touched on on most things that, that I wanted to talk about, really. Um, like I said, thanks heaps for coming back on. It was uh, good to have a brief chat and finally get everything sorted. Um and and yeah, good luck with the season. Good luck with the brand. Keep uh, growing. I look forward to watching you, uh, you and the boys and your journey. I'm sure, you'll yeah, yeah, keep you. going. Yeah, cheers. Now, legend, mate. Thanks heaps for that. Oh, good. Thanks for having me.